Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got 12-sided die I've got Kitty Pride And Nightcrawler too Waiting there for me Yes, I do I do I've got posters on the wall My favorite rock crew kiss I've got is freely I've got Peter Chris waiting there for me yes I do I do in the garage I feel safe no they currently have uh, 10 shows on their roster and it looks like at least two of them are Jersey Shore buffs not ripoffs uh continuations soon to be the jersey shore network where they just replay all of the versions and incarnations of it 24 7 okay no my apologies so only one of them is uh a continuation of them like going on vacation together like a fucking housewife show that sounds good well hey welcome to uh Geek stuff tng episode 722 oh no we're starting like that yeah no we're not starting with that are we (laughs) All right, then start, start the show. Shore. Kev, you start the show. Talent. Lazy Scott. <laughs> you said we're going. I hit record. You go. You go. No, you go. All right, I'm yeah, fueling. Now it's in the show. Now it's in the show. We've gone too far. We can't go back now. Welcome to this week's episode of Geeks FTNG, folks. Um, we don't have a title. We don't. We don't have anything right now besides some string, some twine, and a prep sheet. We didn't so. have we didn't have time to get any of that together because the third member of of the band was not here. So yeah, I don't know where Kev. Oh, was, we honestly. were waiting. Oh yeah, where Kev was, 
Oh, oh I'm sorry. At least I showed up. I haven't. It's not like I was on the road, you know, for the past nine weeks. So I did one on the road, road show, and I'm late to one show, <laughs> and I'm getting I'm getting lambasted. Whereas Kevin, you know, goes abroad. Whoa, like whoa, 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 sir. And with all due respect, you are not me. You, you are, are not better case. than me. No, no one said anything about better. That's no what the insinuation is. Who said better? That's what you're trying to say. Did anyone say better? No you one didn't said say better. it. Doesn't mean you didn't mean it. No one said better. Different, not better. This week's episode, Kevin demeans sandwich again and makes him feel smart. What? That's just unfair. I do not demean you. That's just unfair. You know, you you, you know, you say you're a guy's best friend. And this is this is the treatment that you get. And that, so for those doing the uh, the geek stuff documentary series, uh, fade to black now, and then put some really sad text right after this. <laughs> That's when everything started changing on geek stuff. Sandwich got an attitude. <laughs> no, that's better. That's what we do. Put something really sad in the text, and then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to make. It's going to be a new hot button. Uh, hey, before we get too far into the show, don't forget to follow. Kenobi. Show on... God damn it! He knows. I... He knows it's not on that one, on that one. God damn it! Damn it! Damn it! There it is. Hello there. <sighs> Touch screens are the worst because I can't quickly flip it to that one. <laughs> Mess me. Mess with me. I wasn't messing with you. I was trying to do the social medias. I'll go and edit out the pause and make it sound like I did it immediately. Uh, but I would never and do then that. You'll edit out that line to make it sound like, and then you'll edit out this line, <laughs> and also this line. <laughs> so right. glow. Uh, I don't have that one oh, in that's the uh, old school. You don't have soul glow in there. I don't have it in the soundboard. No, I have to put that in oh. manually. That was one of my favorite bits ever. Was when Fantastic grew his hair out and he had like that afro. The soul glow bit was so to me anyway. Me and OG, I I would I would say. That was one of the funniest bits because we just we endlessly made fun of Mr. Fantastic when he grew out his his fro, for lack of a better word. You and who? Kenobi. God damn it. I got that one. Hello there. But I wanted Ooh, to do this one. Lolly. I just wanted to do this one. I mean, you know, but don't forget, still breaking news. We have breaking news in the Pentagon's leaked classified documents. His arrest comes after the Washington Post released a stunning new interview with a teenager who claims he knows the alleged leaker. ABC's Rena Roy has the breaking details. The teen calling the leaker OG, telling the paper he did not want to disclose OG's identity, location, instead describing OG as a charismatic, gun-loving gamer. Oodle-lolly. All true. Charismatic, gun-loving loving gamer gamer i'm laughing because the the severity of the the subject you know it's a really heavy subject so it's hard to really think that uh these horrible allegations have been levied against our good friend who you think you know a guy you think you, you think you know a guy after after a long time you think you know a guy and then he commits treason <laughs> and he becomes a charismatic good loving gamer that's right okay Just saying has he responded to any inquiries about that? I'll have to try to reach out to him again to see if we can get a response. As they say in the to news, these allegations. OG could not be immediately reached for a response. For for comment. For comment, yeah. All right. So again, 
social medias. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. Uh, if you want to support the show on the Patreon for a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. $3 a month is the early bird special with a copy of the prep sheet. So as soon as we're done recording the episodes, I do a modicum of editing and throw it up on the Patreon for you. Uh, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff and then other bonus shows when we do them from time to time. And for $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct on Instagram Live. And we're all live and direct in studio. Isn't that great? Uh, what else can you do? You can uh, contact the show uh, via the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. And you might hear yourself or your email read on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. All right, I think we should do this. Geek Stuff, what's in the news? Should we start? I think we should start with the theme park news and that they're closing down the Halcyon. After like less, yeah. is, it, is it less than a year or less than two years? I don't know. I don't know how long it is. I'm I'm thankful I knew somebody that went. I mean, yeah. I mean, what I had hoped was, I I can't say as I'm surprised with, with Bob Iger coming back that this is one of those things that he was like, who are we kidding? You know, because for the money they're charging, it was absolutely outrageous. Um, and. So I'm not surprised by this. No one's surprised at this. The moment they announced the prices, it was the the clock was already ticking. I mean, I think every every reasonable thinking person, I think, comes to that conclusion. That's just what I think. Um, and it, you know, again, it doesn't come as a great surprise. It's kind of sad because I think if they had adjusted the prices and made them at least reasonable it probably could have survived it might have even done well but the fact of the matter is that it didn't do well you know and that you know while the people that went seemed to think it was a great experience was it a great experience worth that price i mean yeah it it you would think that they would <clears throat> make the prices reasonable and just cut out the immersive nature of it because you'd still want to stay in the way that it looks, right? I mean, you you could still get, you know, cut out all of the labor of the completely immersive experience and just, you know, it looks like you're walking down a Star Cruiser. I mean, you know, like, why wouldn't they just leave all that stuff on? It seems like, I guess they're just like, we're not throwing good money after bad. Just, let's just shut it down and move on, I guess. Uh, you you figure too with Disney the amount of money that Disney has just generally that they might have like product tested like hey would you stay at a Disneyland at a Disney hotel experience for like ten thousand dollars a night or would you prefer a more affordable package? Yeah, like I don't know where they thought the pricing for that where they pulled that out and thought that it would be a sustainable product for long term because Disney's already expensive as it is just showing up to Disney. So then you also in theory. You can't even go to Disney, right? Was I wrong? And it wasn't like an entire weekend on the Star Cruiser doing things. I mean, yeah, you can leave in theory. You're but, involved yeah. in this storyline for the whole time, right? You're kind of stuck yeah. in the story, and and that's the whole thing is if you don't. All the reviews that I read said, if you're super into it and you participate, 
in the story, then maybe it's worth it. But if you're any kind of, if you're shy, if you're not into it, if you don't want to be involved in it, then it's, it's not worth it. So, yeah. I think they could always reskin it just as a regular hotel. They might be able to recoup whatever, if they consider it a loss, they might be able to recoup some of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is, is if it was just a, a Star Wars themed hotel where it looks the way that it looks, would that, you know, right. so it's still more expensive than the average hotel, but it's not five grand for two nights. I mean, right. You know, I, that's what I think too. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see if it's just completely like they bulldoze it or what, you know, like I can't imagine them, you know, it's less than four years since they even announced it was happening to then say it's gone. It's a thing of the past. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Disney's not having a good time in Florida anyway. Maybe that uh, contributes to it too. They're like, hey, well, we'll shut down another business you know they're warring with the uh, the governor of Florida right now, right? They they pulled a billion dollar development where they were going to move a bunch of people from uh, from California to Florida. They're suing. They had already moved some of them. Yeah, and they and they they're backing out. It's a yeah a billion dollar development. There's a lawsuit against the governor saying that it's uh you know that he's singling them out and and actively going against them, which he's not supposed to do. It's uh, it's it's crazy what's going on there. I mean, it, it, it's, I guess that's where you know where Florida man comes from, right? All the wacky things that go on in Florida, and now you can see it with a politician at war with a major corporation, and it's a, you know, family goofy organization. And I, I I've seen the, the meme of General Hux saying, you know, well, I don't want Disney to win. I just want uh, DeSantis to lose, right? It's like nobody, you know, Disney's not. Uh, innocent in all of this either they're not the greatest corporation these days either but what are you gonna do well i'll tell you what pisses me off why can't i get tron reaction figures without having to go to the park damn it i, I mean <laughs> i'm i agree with you 100 every time the subject of you know these these quote-unquote exclusive toys comes up it's like okay how much does a tron reaction figure cost in the park who knows 15 bucks 15, oh no it's 15 bucks 20 bucks so but then it turns around and flips on the secondary market for people who can't go for the to the park for whatever 25 30 100 who knows surely they would sell more and make a greater profit if they were available to anyone yeah those hardcore collectors that want it just because it's rare may not buy it but the general public would, and I think that they would sell it's more. It's not even a question of rarity because I think, I think they're under contract to produce those toys for like a while. I don't think they're going to be rare at all. It's just that they're only available in the park. You can't even buy them online, right? Which I thought we were doing away with that bullshit, and you'd be able to buy most things online, but apparently not this. So. Yeah. Now I need someone going to Florida. Right. Well, I, yeah. And it, it's, I mean, or Shanghai, the, the stuff like that is so like, like when Disney puts out a new popcorn bucket and you see this person buying, you know, 20 popcorn buckets, it's just disgusting. Cause you just know, they're just, a, they're going to take them home, put them on eBay and sell them for a hundred bucks a pop. And that's just so annoying. I think it's really wrong of you to say that kind of stuff about your wife. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can't help but think about it. 
I mean, it's like, okay, here's this popcorn bucket. I know I can buy it for 19 bucks and it's going to sell for a hundred. You shouldn't think about it. You should be participating in it because selling like three of those popcorn buckets keeps you a viable source of exclusives in the park for the rest of us. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the rest of us. But is it, all of us who need things all, exclusively in Disney. All, all those things I've picked up for you over the years, Sam. I can't I mean, wait. You know, you one just... thing. One thing happens, and you need uh, uh, Scott's help to get it for you, Sandwich. I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> when that day when that day comes. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah the... When that day comes, I'll rue this day. <laughs> You'll see. There'll be some D&D thing that's only available in the Disney parks once Disney buys Hasbro. And, <laughs> you know... You laugh now, but then it'll be like, oh, I can't get it in the park. Scott, help. Because I'm a dice junkie. There will be the Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a dice junkie, yes, but I'm not going to force Scott to feed my addiction. No one's forcing Scott to do anything. Scott, I I need you to get this for me. Scott, I need you to get this for me. Scott, please bring a second carriage. First of all, first of all. I need need one for me and one to keep in the package. So get two. I need two of them. Don't forget to get me two. First of all, let me just clarify a few things. I never give Scott orders. That's number one. Number two, I don't even really use words. I just share with Scott things that are available in the park that I find interesting. And Scott, oh, of yeah. his own volition, <laughs> Scott's trained. Grab them for me because Go get it. he knows Lackey. that I'm not able to get them. And he gets them for me, and then I pay him back. It's kind of an understanding, more than a than a formal arrangement. A sort of a sort of a understood thing. You know that thing. That thing. Got to get that thing. No, but sandwich. Not that thing. The other thing. When the Disney D and D Easy Read Special Edition dice comes out, you're going to be all over it. I know it. Yeah, definitely. You know you will. I don't know what this, this I don't have a problem nonsense. I, I admitted I had a problem last time, and I'm committing to it. I have a problem. Are we going to talk about my problem since no one's going to remind me that I said make sure that I tell this story this week? Oh, yes. Let's do it. Oh, uh, yes. So I feel like it was last week, right? I woke up at like, I don't remember. It's like 6 or 7 in the morning, something like that. And the first thing I usually do is grab and look and and check my texts and and emails and things, right? Uh, because you know clients and things and you know and all the people who uh, who are trying to reach me who don't understand that I'm, you know, in the at the minimum three hours behind, you know, at the most six or eleven hours behind, and they're reaching out to me at odd hours. So I look and. I'm looking at my emails and I see a receipt from an order confirmation and receipt from uh, the Four Horsemen store, store horsemen. And I am like, what the hell is this? And I open it up and it's a order confirmation for the Figura Obscura. Now, for those of you that don't know, Figura Obscura is one of the horseman's lines. It's usually a singular figure. It usually isn't sort of related 
to other you know it's not like it's not a cosmic legion it's not a a, yeah like a one-off right the 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 most recent one that i that i ordered or really the the i think is the only one that i've ordered thus far was the headless horseman the original version yes i did also get the repaint um but the original version uh i ordered and they've had other, they had like the Krampus, I think was another one. And anyway, so I look and it's a, and it's an order confirmation for, I think it's one of you will have to look this up. I think, it's, I think it's the Monkey King, which is their latest figura obscura, the Monkey King. Anyone looking that up? Looking it up. Okay. I want to make sure I get the name right. Store horseman. It's probably not up there anymore because it was it was a limited thing. It says uh Sun what Sun Wukong, the monkey king. That's the one. So I'm like, when the hell did I order this? <laughs> and I look and I'm like, I really don't remember ordering this. And I'm like, and, and I thought to myself, I looked at it, I'm like, it's fucking cool, but this doesn't really fall into any of my wheelhouses necessarily. This is the kind of thing where when Sandwich opens it, he'll go, Kev, what the fuck is this monkey? <laughs> right? <laughs> and he'll and he'll and I will I will ham-handedly try to convince him that it belongs in one of the wheelhouses. It's a turtle from an obscure line. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> so I'm looking, and then I'm looking, I'm like, well, where the hell did this what the hell happened? I'm trying to figure it out. And that's when I look at my texts again, right? And I look down past the ones I haven't read yet. And there's one from a friend of the show, Cornboy, one of the four horsemen, at three o'clock in the morning, Hawaii time, letting me know that this figure has dropped and I should get over there and order it. And, and I believe there was a link. I don't remember. So apparently, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I went to Store Horseman, <laughs> and, I, and I ordered a toy. <laughs> what what's what was that uh sleeping pill that like people were getting up in the middle of the night and like ambient? eating and stuff yeah you had, that's an ambient purchase you're taking ambient and then buying toys in the middle of the night instead of going and reading your fridge no i i i honest to god i was like did i sleep order a toy i think i did nice so there we go. So there you go, all of you uh, indie toy producers. If you want to sell at least one, send Kev a text at 3 a.m. He'll wake up and buy it immediately. Apparently. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, like all four, four Horseman products, one, it's super cool, and two, the price is reasonable, and and three, you know, I don't know that I, I would have got it or not, but I'm not unhappy that I got it, and I can't wait to get it in hand. That'll probably seal the deal. I'll probably... Be thankful that I I had that that sleeping episode, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was a funny story to share, and it reinforces Sandwich's notion that uh, he thinks that I have a problem. So, think you literally slept, ordered a toy. <laughs> it's not a think oh, anymore. Please. Then, like you never slept, like, ordered dice. 
No, I haven't. Like when the dice drop, you're like right there, middle of the night. Not recently. Listen, listen. It's not, not a problem. Recently. It's not a problem until you do it again. Then it's a problem. One time if I, if I sleep order another toy, then two times, two wait, times to have it. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Kev. Did Tyler Durden order that toy for you? Is that what's going on? That may be what the issue is here. Kev is officially split maybe, into two personalities. Maybe, maybe Big Kev ordered that toy. <laughs> maybe my own Tyler Durden, Big Kev, ordered that toy. That's right. I don't know. Just some dude named Kevin. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, so this week you sent me uh, you sent me a figure that's in my wheelhouse, and I really had to. Uh, I struggled a little bit. The, the, the Dale. Oh, Cooper I got to follow Deluxe. up on that. Oh, I meant to follow up on that. Damn it! Send me that link back. Okay, I will. But I can I can see if I can reach out to those guys. So it was a little expensive, as I recall. You it, you saying? Yeah, it's four hundred bucks. But I mean, it comes with you know you get Special Agent Dale Cooper, and you get what do you get? You get his flashlight, his revolver, his coffee cup, uh, his his uh, little re- recorder, his tape. You also get uh, Laura Palmer wrapped in plastic. Uh, I mean, it, it's a quality figure. You get a lot of stuff with it. You get his overcoat. Um, but yeah, it's three ninety nine for the uh, Twin Peaks Agent Cooper 1 6th scale figure deluxe action figure uh, coming in July of 2023. As you know, I used to host a uh, Twin Peaks podcast, the Who Killed Laura podcast. Uh, still What's available Twin on Peaks? iTunes. What's Twin Peaks? Jesus Christ. Are you serious? Have you never for the seen? first time ever, sandwich. Don't watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> sandwich Shop. I vote Sandwich Shop. You have to watch I, all I, the episodes I, of Twin no, Peaks. No, I vote no Sandwich Shop. I like this kid. I'm not going to do that to him. Shogun, he would at least enjoy. <laughs> ah, Twin Peaks is a couple episodes show. into uh, in, into Twin Peaks. He'll want to kill himself, and then the question will be, "Who killed Sandwich?" And the answer will be West Coast Scott. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Um, also, as we were talking about like things that were in my wheelhouse, so yeah, I wasn't willing to spend four hundred bucks for that. And then we talked about you. You, I think you showed me the same place. There was the the prince action figure, or not action figure, but the I prince think it was a statue. Prince, it was a prince statue, and it was nice. Yeah. But I still, I go back to the one, uh, the eight hundred, the, the eight hundred dollar one of him on the motorcycle from Purple Rain, and it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. But again, I can't justify eight hundred bucks. You probably could get away with justifying these things if you had, I don't know, one less kid. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what, Kev. I had... Okay, so my favorite thing in the world is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. I have all the books. We don't hold that against you. I know, I know. And so I I saw on Twitter yesterday, they're doing some, you know, super premium version of the books. You know, it's beautiful. It's just this really nice set. Um, and it was $900 and, you know, all these other things, like, again, you show me like the, the Prince statue, the, the, the agent Cooper for 400 bucks. I look at it and go, it's nice, but I'm not going to pay 400 bucks for it. I look at this book, this set of my favorite book in the world. And I just, I got this feeling in my, like, I want it. I, I want it really bad. I do not want to spend $900 for it, but like, so is that how you feel all the time, Kev? Is, is that what you broke up there? Just this feeling like I really want that. It's way too expensive. I don't want to spend that money, but I really, really, really want it. 
Like that's it's just you know lots of, all the other stuff that I see. It's like yeah, I like it, but I I can live without it. This I feel like if I don't get it, I'm going to regret it forever. But I don't want to spend nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I I get that feeling every day. Every day. That's what I say. I, I think I had a little touch, a little taste My solution, of what it's like. But I have two two. I one. I have another part of it. I have another th- part of the thought process, and that is how am I going to get this past the gatekeeper? That's the second consideration because you know, he's going to look at it and he's going to go, Kev, what the fuck is this? And I'm going to have to explain. I'm going to have to spend time and he's going to be angry anyway. He's going to be like, we don't have enough room. <laughs> then I go in there and there's plenty of room. It's all that. And then, and then, but my solution to that problem, when I get that feeling, Scott, it, it's, it's, it's actually, it's not a terribly difficult solution. I, I buy it. <laughs> That, that's that kind of that kind of solves it, and that feeling instantly goes away. And then I, I yeah, I have to deal with the rest of. I have to deal with the fallout. You know what I mean? I got to deal with you know. I got to deal with the the jibes, the remarks. You know what I mean? I got to deal with making sure that he gets there and that he gets it before that that korean guy starts calling screaming at me in korean because i got four packages there you know like there's a whole process that has to go through when whenever i get that feeling i gotta process all of that stuff but usually phase one is buy it just buy it do you ever get buyer's remorse do you, like even the the one that yeah. you, sl- you sleep bought you're like oh maybe i shouldn't have bought it do you ever but, feel like you shouldn't yeah, have bought no, it you no know, it's i don't i wouldn't consider that buyer's remorse it's already sold out. So you know what? At the end of the day, if I don't like it or if it's something I don't want to keep in my collection, I mean, I I, I, I probably could flip it. Now, will I? Probably not because I actually think it looks really cool. And I think I can figure out a way to convince Sandwich that it belongs. Yeah. So I, I do think I that's part of that. your... Part of your, part of your uh, I don't know, what's the, what's the word? Not methodology, part of your psychosis, part of your... Part of the way that you... Yeah build all this is that in the back of your head you're always saying to yourself i could always sell it if i need to i could always sell this and i'll get back what i paid for it it has to be you have to have that mentality you have to have that mentality because you cannot keep everything i flushed you know and i'm about to air quotes everything on more than one occasion just in the last five years you know in last five or six and even you know what even just before that too when I when I was before I sold the house in New Jersey, I had a massive I uh, I had Toy Mike come to the house with a sixteen foot truck and he couldn't fit all the stuff in. <laughs> so you know, like this is not my this is not my first rodeo. Toy, you know, like Toy Mike. even when Who's when was sh- that sandwich? Was that two years ago? That was after COVID, right? Wasn't it after COVID when we moved from? Yeah, when we moved from one. Well, we moved from the really big unit to the medium sized one next to it. And then, and we did that because, because raccoons were getting in <laughs> rocket raccoon. Yes. To the, to the other things. So we moved to the smaller one because of raccoons. And then the smaller one we thought was probably, well, we took the opportunity to condense into the smaller unit yes. And then get rid and of then, some furniture, and then uh. yes, 
and then the and then we moved the facility to another facility. Yes, because not only was that facility not secure, even from from animals, but it was more expensive and it didn't make any sense. So I found a cheaper one, fifteen minutes away. And I think we were just talking about this in the the part that you didn't hear. And I I honestly think we're in between those. We're in between the double wide and the one we ended up in right next door to it in the old facility. I think we're in between that size. Not that it matters because who cares? No one cares about that. Um, point. And God forbid something should happen to Kev. And it's sandwiches problem. And Toy Mike will be right there with that 16 foot truck again, ready to load it up. He'll need a fleet of those goddamn things. What's that? I said Toy Mike would need a fleet of those 16 foot trucks. It's not that much. So let me ask this. Sandwich, did you make it down to the uh, to the P.O. box to pick up the stuff? Yes, I mean, sandwich, did you? Not last week, but the week before I was down there, I'm pretty sure. I think I think we should have a new bit where Sandwich, well, I guess you just take them and go put them in the storage unit, right? You take them directly yeah. to the product archive. I wish, yeah. they, I wish they could stop by your house, we could open them up and look at what they are and then go put them in there just so we could keep count. Sandwich could film that. So, I mean, last last pickup was like 18 boxes. <laughs> okay, Sandwich, from this point on, we need at least photographic what? evidence when you pick it up. Just here's the box. Here's the oh, pile yeah, I of think, boxes. I take pictures of everything that, yeah, I take pictures of everything. Oh, well, then we're going to have to start putting that up on the social medias. Geek Stuff TNG on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're not going to shame. I, I feel bad if they knew the inventory, if, if like the inventory got out. That's private information. That's private information. And can you please stop saying it's 18 box because everybody thinks because it's a box, it's a giant box that has like 10 things in it. Okay, but they're not, they're not. Most of them weren't. I'm not saying they're all big boxes. I'm saying there were 18 boxes. I know, but there are some that are like this with a couple that are like this big. Oh, so it's so it's eighteen things, but like thirty products. You'd rather me break it down like that, no. or just say it's eighteen products. It just, just what you said is fine. Just, I just want That's some what I thought. context. The fact okay. that when you it's, say it's 18, box, it's eighteen boxes of various size with up to thirty to hundred items stored inside of them. <laughs> Collectively. Collectively, thirty to one hundred. I would, items I would think. It's, I don't boxes. think it's thirty items, sir. Sideshow Any, boxes between, one item in them. Any, anywhere between, uh, well, you know, with the only constant, box that would come that the has constant purchasing purchasing cycle from Big Bad Toy Store, where you can start your chest and save it, and now have monthly chests. You get about Sorry. nine of those in a pickup, Sorry. and then you got about like 45, 50, 100 items, give or take a thousand. Sir, it's called the pile of loot. It's brilliant, brilliant. And it comes like it's like once every three months. Oh yeah, yeah. You have and one once a month. Maybe five or six items. Five, six, twenty, thirty. There's been 10. twenty. However many it is, it's one flat ship. One one shipping rate. One box. It's yes, great. One box. Wonderful. But, oh, so, oh, but so you, you... when you talk about the volume of stuff coming in, and you say it's eighteen boxes. Instantly, people go, "Oh, it's eighteen boxes. Probably got five things in a box." 
and it's a hundred items. That 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 well, is a lot. That's up to interpretation. If people want to take that interpretation, they can. I was saying eighteen boxes Did in my mind. Box? I thought eighteen items. Did if you, you get a think box? that means. Did you get a box from a company called Can of Beans? Yes. How many items were in the box? About like 30 small items in each box. There was one fucking item in the box. <laughs> <laughs> How big was the box? Um, about like three feet long and yeah. about... Yeah, it, was, it was four inches long. <laughs> I'm just Probably picturing, like two inches tall. I'm just picturing when the two boxes, the two Galactuses came, were they... Uh, were they in two separate two boxes, galactuses. or were they in one we box? Three. He bought three galactuses. All. One to sell, one to keep in the box, and one to open. One galactus. Thank you very much. No, it was five. five oh, wait, wait, no, it was the, it was the sentinel that he bought was, three of. It was five five sentinels he bought. <laughs> it wasn't oh. five. For God's sake, <laughs> that's right. Craziness, man. <laughs> it's like a fish story. I once caught a fish this big. Kev has a yeah, but I only caught one fucking fish. It's a fucking shark. It's Loch Ness. I caught one <laughs> caught it with with a lump a lump of cheese and a dream. I didn't caught I didn't and his credit card in his sleep. <laughs> I caught a fish. Oh, Do we have news on this fucking program? Yeah, well, let's yeah. we're the since news, we're, this we're is what I tolerate and put up with. Yeah, since we're doing the show backwards, let's do let's do the one other thing that's in the back half of the show that we normally do the convention calendar. So, sideshow is out at SDCC, and they're yep. just going to do they their think own. They can do it better virtually since they have been for the last couple of years. They figure what it's a huge expense for companies to go to these cons. Huge. I don't blame them at all. I bet you they bag out of New York, too. I think it's just going to make sense. Unless you're like Marvel or like DC, one of those bigger companies that's like, you almost got to throw. Oh, no. I'm saying in that like. No, I know. But DC the last several years, actually. I think the last time. Do you remember DC in New York? They were at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. All the way at the north end. Yes. And they're just like, they're in a stairwell. And they had like, you know, they had like some costumes on display from the movies or some other innocuous shit. It was nothing. I mean, in comparison to Marvel, who has a whole stage and constant noise, crowds, activities, and nonsense, uh, DC was fairly like, well, we're here, but, you know, do you got like a, you know, it's almost like when you get to a fancy resort, and you're like, this is an amazingly fancy resort. Can I have your shittiest room, please? Do you have like a broom closet with a cot in it? Could I yeah. get that? That's like what DC has been doing the last few years in New York. I if, like, what's the shittiest possible place we can be? Put us there. Because I, I think the way it's going to go, save Marvel, because Marvel's literally in New York anyways, like the headquarters. So they can just move shit a lot easier than other companies. I think the way that it is nowadays where the internet for conventions and showing off your product can be great. A, the most wonderful thing about it for like Sideshow, and not to say Sideshow as the example I'm going to use. I'm not using them. I'm using them as an example, as a name. Say they got a product and they want to really show good lighting for it, hit good angles. You can control that with your own convention as opposed oh, to yeah. at a convention where 30,000 sweaty nerds can look at it. 
Let's do it in the comfort of our warehouse. Set up the lighting, set up some backs display, and really display this online. That's what and they've been control doing. Control the narrative, which makes sense. So I, I think Comic Con might kind of go the way. There'll always be someone I think Comic Con, but I right. think Comic Con might kind of turn down into a more like, and I don't know how supportive it's going to be. Like smaller ish like companies. A convention, you mean? Yeah, because what it is. what it has become in the last, let's say, two decades is a spectacle and the problem is i mean it doesn't deter attendees not yet anyway but i think ultimately it will when you have companies that are like you know what we can do this better virtually we don't need to do this the more companies that catch on and do that the fewer will attend conventions um, but I think the best example of what you're talking about, Sandwich, isn't actually like New York Comic Con or San Diego. I don't think it's those. I think it's Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. Toy Fair, the death knell for Toy Fair as an in-person show rang at least several years ago. Because you don't need to go to Toy Fair anymore. Yeah. There's no need. I mean, if you don't see it the moment it happens, Easily within 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you're going to see it or hear about it anyway. You know what I mean? And back in the day when when OG and I used to spend four days going to Toy Fair, because back then that's how much time it took to do all that stuff. You know, it was you were there, you're meeting people, you're talking about products, you're, you know, you're you're kibitzing, as they say in the hit in the. Yiddish tongue, kibitzing, uh, and, and you're doing those sort of things. Uh, and, you know, so, and they had giveaways, you know, they had Toy Fair exclusive giveaways, things like that. They don't, you know, they don't even do that anymore. Sideshow does a Toy Fair giveaway every year. You know where? Online. At their website. <laughs> you know, so why on earth would, would anybody go to Toy Fair when the coverage or even the company itself is going to put all that stuff out nearly instantly anyway, you know? And, and besides the fact that they've just made it harder for media to do anything, like for example, uh, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're, we, the, let's say the geek press, um, you know, we can't get passes to anything anymore. You know what I mean? Now it's like, well, if you're an influencer or you have this, you have to have this many followers and this and that, and then you have to apply and be reviewed and all. And I'm just like, what's why? that? What's that? Picking up your influencer badge for Fat Dumbledore? Yes, right this way, sir. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, fortunately for us, our home show is New York Comic Con, where we've been guests and participants since there was a new york comic-con oh mr mr bk geek stuff right this way we have palm crisps in the green room just as you uh, requested sir yeah if only we could have a rider <laughs> um but yeah i mean that i mean that's what i mean though that sort of thing parts of it what you're saying sandwich are absolutely true sideshow is not the first company though that's pulled out it's one of the first really major ones to do so. I mean, yeah, their booth at San Diego is a big section. I mean, you know, a big square yeah. in the relatively center of the of the floor usually. Yep. And all, yep. you know, and again, sideshows 
uh, you know, merchandise is top notch. And, and it is one of those that you want to walk around and look at all of the figures and the different sizes and all the different oh. fandoms. I mean, Sideshow stuff that they sell, not necessarily their stuff. Okay, well, but but still, there's a lot to see at the sideshow booth. It's the 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 figures that are there are high quality. Yes, usually from other companies, but yes. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is so so. I mean, you know, you. I just want to draw a line of distinction between that which sideshow sells. And that which Sideshow side makes. Because right. of those are two distinct categories. Right. But I mean, so a, in a now that it's a virtual world, you won't get to see, you know, most people will never see any of those items in person then. You know, that's like, right. you know, oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, the, uh, you know, the life-size bust of the Joker. Nice. I'm never going to see that in person now because I'll only ever be able to see it on the Sideshow virtual website, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, again, this thing, same thing happened over, you said Toy Fair, but like E3 is like that, right? Everybody that E3 doesn't need to be a thing anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. And we also said, you know, Sandwich, you said, well, Marvel's going to, you know, Disney's gonna, got D23, right? They may pull Marvel from SD San Diego Comic-Con and just have it, have anything Stick they would have D23. done at D23, yeah. right? That's entirely possible. Because at D23, now you got Marvel and Star Wars and all the Disney stuff. If they pulled all of that stuff from San Diego, and you're right, it's expensive to be an exhibitor at San Diego and just did it all at their own convention. Um, I mean, how much bigger would that make D23, right? If they just, especially if it wasn't available at San Diego, right? Part of the reason people say, oh, well, I'm not going to worry about D23 because I'll see it at San Diego. But if they say, oh, we're not going to be at San Diego anymore, that's going to drive demand for D23 way up. So it's just interesting. Yes. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, since we are doing this backwards, that's kind of the back half of the show. Why don't we go to break and then come back and do the front half of the show? And with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 722. There you go. Good job. The one without a name. I don't know what we're calling it. The Monkey King. Got it. Monkey King Fever Dream. Oh, I like that better. Monkey King Fever Dream. <laughs> Got it. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. 
<coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Mick Foley from the WWE, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Yeah! Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kev Una Studios, it's Geek Stuff. TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. 
recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Wake up. You wanted to. Are we live? Are we going? No, or I'd say it. Oh, okay. Just relax. I don't think you touch in my suicide. There's the outro music this time. There you go. Sure. You don't even know the name of that song. You're right, I don't. It's Chop Suey. Chop Suey. By some band who Um, had one hit called Chop Suey. I think they had other songs. Did they? None of them hit like main like that. Hey, we're recording. Who, if you know who sang Chop Suey, Wake up. give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. System of a Down, which kids yes, in my generation liked them. Yeah. I think people in my generation liked them. These kids today with their hair and their clothes, I got to tell you. I thought it was a dumb... I never they're, got into the... Their uh, Dan Fogelberg and their hula hoops. <laughs> that vaguely... Vogelberg vaguely reminds me of the fact that I might be meeting one of my heroes, uh, Mick Foley, in August. And definitely you know, dressing any up. Anytime we've known each other, yes, I literally could have called Mick Foley on the phone. Actually, yeah, you have his number. Yeah, how do you have his number? That's a story for off the air. Um, Mick Foley's going to be like, it's like looking in a mirror. Oh, he's going to do the Harpo Marx thing. Yeah, he's coming to the. Uh, Remember that toys shop we went to? Um, Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. He's doing uh, signing in, in August. Yeah. Did you sign? You gotta like buy something. Did you do it? I don't think the tickets went out yet. Oh, uh, you better keep an eye on that because that'll go quick. I know. Too bad if I was there, I'd go with you and introduce. I'll introduce. I want to go. I want to do the. Uh, I want to do Cactus Jack cosplay when I go. You Take totally should. Got to get that shirt. I do, yeah. And then get a flannel and just cut the shit out of it. Flannel might be hard to come by in the summer. Thrift store. Cosplay shopping is always done at a thrift store. 
Sure, when you're you. Uh, that's the way to do it. That's where you go find, you just go look around and you find. No sandwich of mine is going half-assed, uh, goodwill cosplaying. Dude, that is how I mean, you do I a cosplay. I feel like that, I also feel like for Mick Foley, it, it would be more in line to get it at the thrift for Cactus Jack. You I feel like it almost makes more you sense. You literally have all three of them and go out and get back in line as each of the characters. <laughs> that would be fucking hysteric. I would sandwich if you did that and filmed it, we would get a billion hits. A billion hits. I wish to God I was there now because I would so talk you into doing that. What is it? You get a you get a mankind mask. You probably get one online for like four dollars, right? Yeah. You need a dude love shirt and like a, a tie-dye bandana. We can get that freaking any what's that store in the mall it sells all hippie shit. We yeah. get one there. That's and and those little sunglasses, right? And a flannel to do and maybe a cactus jack t-shirt. Like what are we what are we talking about? Sixty dollar, eighty dollar investment for four million hits? That would be fucking huge. And you know he would share that shit. Oh yeah. That would be amazing. Why am I not there? So <laughs> so no haircuts between now and August. That's the main thing, right? I haven't had a haircut in months. This is a long time we've gone without a fucking haircut. You know, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> I've been watching Attitude Era clips. Lately, while I've been, you know, in downtime, and I forgot how good that shit was. Holy God. Then I accident, not accidentally, sometimes I'll just put like a modern clip. I'm like, oh, wrestling sucks now. Yeah. It really does. They all look exactly the same. Throw in the same trunks. You know what I mean? They're the same. For, for all intents and purposes, they are almost essentially, there's like four body types and that's it. They like, you know, the gimmicks are not really gimmicks. You know, it's just like the dude's personality. If he has one, you know, like it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. Some of it's all right, but any of them from each other. And then I, I love watching like, like top 10, um, top 10. Um, what was the word that they use? Like, arrivals or like introductions or like first appearances of the decade i watched a video of that the other day and i'm literally looking at them like nope don't know him. nope <laughs> don't know him. nope don't know i know like two guys i knew that i knew what's his name um uh what's his name uh Rhodes, cody Rhodes, only yes. because i know who his father and brother are yes i knew samoa joe Yes, because uh, I mean, I just I, I think I once or twice saw Samoa Joe do something, and I think that may have been it. I think that may have been, and maybe Mike like Sting might have been in there, you know. But like Sting, like losing his hair. Well, yeah, Sting. <laughs> Sting might. I feel like Sting did a run what might have literally been like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Sting, like still like hamming it up like he's the crow. Yes. You know, with the makeup on and everything goes black and then the lights come up and he's standing next to Triple H or whatever the, the stupid gimmick is. Yeah, that kind of shit. You know, and I'm looking at it like, no, <laughs> no. But then I'll put on something stupid like the Royal Rumble 
like the best Royal Rumble entrances or some shit, uh, you know, like ever or whatever it is. And you you literally have like some of the worst campiest crap. And it was better than the shit they have now. Like, for example, when I can't remember if it was like like Rikishi came in and it was just him and uh, him and Scotty too hottie or whoever the other one was. I don't remember who the other one was. But, you know, like, like, and like, they're about to fight because it's the Royal Rumble. And, you know, like, they're looking out at the audience because the audience is like roaring like approval. Because, And then the other guy runs out from, the, he is the, happens to be the next guy, Scotty Tuhati, or, oh, it's Grandmaster Sexay, right? Wasn't that the two of them? <laughs> Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Tuhati. So I think Grandmaster Sexay and Rikishi are left in the ring. And, you know, the timer is going and they're looking at each other and looking at they're hamming it for the audience. Like, should we fight? But we're friends, but we don't want to fight. And then all of a sudden, like the timer goes off and it just happens to be Scotty too hottie. And so when they get in the ring, the three of them, they do that dance, you know, that they were known for doing in that period. And, you know, Scotty too hottie does the worm. And, you know, just fucking ridiculous way funnier more entertaining than anything i saw in any of this last 10 years clips it's so, still real to me damn it it's still real to me damn it <laughs> the attitude error <laughs> all right are we done with the wwe uh discussion do you want to get do you want to do that what we're discussing i don't know are they all w i, I don't even know there's all something right. like aew or something yes that apparently is is it headed up by a really really old looking Chris Jericho? <laughs> yes, Chris Jericho is was one of the stars, and so was Cody Rhodes, and then he Chris left. Jericho is not aging well. It's that That's rock star cool. lifestyle. They do the best entrances or introductions of all time, and easily Jericho is always in the top three, if not the top one. Uh, when he first showed up, and he it's like it was like a Monday Night Raw, and like he interrupts The Rock, which is hysterical that The Rock in his prime put over Chris Jericho, which I thought was really funny. Not really put him over, but you know, it, I mean, sort of did, but anyway, enough wrestling talk. Right. We need the bad mother Canucker if we want uh wrestling talk. That's right, we, we need him to call back in. Uh, Gotta find him. He's in parts unknown. Parts unknown. I need to find the bit we did when uh when we introduced a sandwich like a uh like a re- professional wrestler where you did the uh where you did the color commentary. I'll have to find it. I know I got it somewhere. I'll put that at the uh at the end of the I have no idea episode. what you're talking about. Uh yeah. Okay, let's see. So let's do a little this is box office from uh May 9th, the fast X sixty seven million dollar opening weekend. And then Guardians of the Galaxy brought in another thirty-two million. Um, should we talk? Should we talk Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, we can because this will. This I think this posts after the. Yeah, it's after the Memorial Day break, so we got a little. Let me, and let me, and we let, have all seen it. Yeah, let me do this. Attention: the following information is considered spoiler material. So if you still haven't seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we're going to talk about it. Um, in detail. I can't believe they killed Star-Lord. Yeah. In the first, like, five minutes of the movie. I mean, that's just crazy. And Rocket. And Gamora. 
And Groot. And Drax. And Groot. No, Groot survived. Well, no, now it's Groot the third. I mean, yeah, yeah, Groot's all bulk. He, yeah, he looks a lot different. It's teenage Groot, right? But so no, it's, it's, it's not. That's Groot. full grown Groot. He's he's. It's a different Groot than the first movie. No, it's not. This is, no, this is his son. That's how they, that's how it is literally now. Where who said that? James Gunn. I've never seen James Gunn say. You show me an article, you liar. Well, that's why this Groot looks different than other Groot because it's a completely different Groot. He, it's the Groot. It's the same. Like it's it's the son he of Groot. From the t- twig, it's no, it's different. All right, fine, it's different. Is that hey, how, is that how Groot's uh, produce reproduce? You break a piece off, and then and it grows into a new Groot. And you play the Jackson Five. Yeah. Uh, so now let me go back to your prediction, which I, I might have to go find in in the old episode. But I believe you predicted yeah. who was going to die in this episode. Were you right or wrong, Kev? I was 100% right. That is incorrect because nobody died in this one. Who did I think was going to die? I think think you felt like Star-Lord was going to die and Drax was going to die. I thought they might because they're both, according, well, Batista's made no, uh, in no uncertain terms that he is done. And recently I read an article that it seems that Zoe Zaldana is also done. I mean, done, done, like not coming back, done. But based on the end credit sequence, the very end one, because there were two. There was the mid-credit one, which showed us the next iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which we will ruin now by saying it is Rocket. Uh, was It It wasn't Craglin. Oh, it was Craglin. It was Craglin. Rocket, Craglin. Adam Warlock, one of those little girls, and Groot. But Groot was b- still bigger still than he was in the movie. Yeah, I think yes. that was all of them. Wait, what, I don't know who the little girl is supposed to be. Mantis wasn't there. It was. It was. It was no. just a, okay. Right. Mantis left. No. Well, I don't. I don't know if she. I. I don't. I haven't read anything about Palm whatever her last name is, uh, leaving leaving for good, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because the rest of them have. Um, not the rest of them, but Dave Batista's gone. He said done for good. Zoe Zaldana said she's also done for good. And I thought for certain I read somewhere that Chris Pratt was done. But then at the very end credit sequence, um, and basically, for those who haven't seen it yet, and we're ruining it, Chris Pratt goes off to find his grandfather, who's whatever, 90 years old or whatever. And when he goes to the house, a black woman answers the door. Now, this is, I think, very specific, and I'll say why in a minute. And, you know, he's hugging his grandfather at the end. Well, in the very end credit sequence, he and his grandfather sitting at the kitchen table eating breakfast, and... Chris Pratt is saying something along the lines of, you know, if some, such and such needs to be done, you know, I can do it. And the grandfather says something along the lines of, no, her son will do it, you know, or something. And Chris Pratt is complaining something along the lines of, I just don't understand it. 45-year-old man, he doesn't do anything or whatever it is that he said. Well, all those clues, the woman being black, the age of the son, and so it just seems to me like, is she in some way related to Kang? 
And if she is related to Kang, you know, like, is she Kang's mother? Like, you know, like in this timeline, whatever it is, it just seemed like that had to be that it was too coincidental for it not to have something to do with Kang based on the fact that they're expanding Kang into the universe. So the problem I have, though, is right after that, a a graphic comes up that says the legendary Star-Lord will return. Is he going to return as a different actor? Because I'm sure I read. And then I went on and uh, I went online and it said Chris Pratt is open to returning as Star-Lord. And I was like, but wait, which is it? Because it literally was right next to an article that said Chris Pratt is done with Star-Lord. He will be especially done with it if if the rumor is true that they're looking at him for booster gold. So, you know, I'm just saying I found it really, that end credit sequence was really confusing. The only inference I could draw from that scene is that Kang must be related in some way to the woman who answered the door at Chris Pratt's grandfather's house. That's the only thing. And again, given all the clues, I don't see how it's anything else unless he's, you know, is she like Falcon's aunt? Like it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like it, it has to be Kang in some iteration. I'm kind of surprised they didn't show him, but I'm also not surprised. I I don't think it's that deep. I think it's just an old lady. It's too distinct. No, the the the, the neighbor distinct. that the, the guy that he's talking about that's not doing anything that's not mowing the lawn. It has to be. It has to matter. Or has that, to or, matter. Or, or that scene. Well, is, why is, is do pointless. it? Yeah. But, well, the end cre- the, the last end credit scene is always just like a throwaway one, though. I feel like. No, I I I don't think either of them. Well, I mean, it could be a throwaway if they never do another Guardians movie. The middle one could be the throwaway. Well, no, because like they, I feel like some end credit scenes. It's like okay, here's one. No, I get it's it. It's like related it. and one it's like like there's an ant man one where there's an ant like just drumming away. That was an end credit scene. Like I, I saw that in that same vein where it's just supposed to be like a dumb little throwaway scene. So I just think that I just think that it's too specific. The age of the guy saying saying it's her son, she's black. You know what I mean? It's too specific for it not to be Kang, is what I think. I, I think it's just generic. I, I also just think this is just a way for them to use Chris Pratt, not for Guardians, and just use him like he can just show up and do stuff on Earth. Yeah, he'll be around on, on Earth and, and other stuff. Um, so a couple of things. you know. Yeah, we saw the new version of the Guardians, but... Or at least we saw Rocket and Groot with their with their new version of the Guardians. But I thought you also said, isn't there a discussion of like the original Guardians was Starhawk, right? And that's uh, uh, Stallone. Stallone's character, right? So all the people that Gamora goes off with, that's the original Guardians of the Galaxy that she's hanging out with, right? Yeah. I mean, but I haven't really seen any talk of them doing a movie with those characters, right? probably won't okay so it's, it's more point, it's yeah. more of a nod to the comics that they're there but 
we probably won't see those folks because I'm saying if they came back and did a movie with those characters, the way that this one ended, they would need Zoe Saldana back. Right. Or maybe she agrees to come back to get killed off in the beginning of that movie. Right. That's possible when they, when they get it. When, I mean, again, but how much more time do you have to use Stallone? I mean, he's a hundred, right? Almost. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Stallone's uh, career is over. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Um, I'll tell you this. It, I did enjoy the movie, but I'm glad that I didn't bring my young son to it. It was, you know, the high evolutionary stuff in the beginning is pretty intense. With, oh, yeah, that's you know, heavy. Yeah, it was really, all real heavy. foul language. I'm not oh, worried about I, the language. I'm worried I, about... I, I liked... Uh, sorry, I'll let you go. I'm, I'm worried about Baby Rocket going. It hurts. I mean, that's sad. It was. It was awful. I liked their one use of the fuck word in the movie. <laughs> you also use those those things, sir, as teachable lessons for your children. What to not torture raccoons? Right. Don't yeah, torture. Basically, you see what you're doing when you do that to little animals. You hurting them. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the potential. You want to genetically modify that neighbor's right. cat? You can't, because it will hurt that cat. That's correct. So so the actor that played High Evolutionary was also in Peacemaker. I didn't realize it. I, I didn't realize that, but I should have because it's James Gunn and he uses likes to use the people that he likes to use. Um and and as far as Marvel villains go and intensity, I mean, he was great. He, he very, very strong acting from from high evolutionary so the question is if they decide to go that route and say high evolutionary is a kang variant and he's kang going forward can he pull off the the comedy the the, the that uh jonathan majors has done for Kang? like the you I, know can he can he do the, that other side he's he can do the intense part of kang can he do the funny side of kang i think that this guy for kang i think how do, i think he was good for high evolutionary and I think he's a good actor. I don't think he works for Kang after having seen the movie. And it's not to say he couldn't do it. it. Like, if it really came down to it, I think he'd still do a fine job. I just, I don't see, like, Kang mannerisms. And maybe he can't act it and do well. It's just, like, with this portrayal, I just feel like it'd be a weird, like, I think that's a bit of a stretch making him a variant of Kang, because he could just be a Kang, or like I don't know, it just it doesn't. It, I don't think it would work properly uh, if they were to recast him as just as, as uh, if they use this guy for uh, for Kang. I just don't, I just don't see it working the way we'd want it to. Yeah, and there is a some articles out there that James Gunn confirmed that there's a deleted scene that shows that High Evolutionary was captured and not killed at the end of the movie. So he yeah. he's confirmed to be alive by James Gunn. It does another thing too, because so in that final scene where they like kick his butt and then they take off his horrible face mask thing. Um and then they just leave and they don't say what happens. He's not referenced again. He gets beat up and then is like just laying on the floor and there's no scene showing what happens. So I left the movie being like what the hell happened to the high evolutionary? Did you leave him on the ship <laughs> or did they take him? Did something else happen? 
I don't know why that would be a deleted scene. Or I think they also said too, like you can vaguely see him like in the background of a uh, like Drax is carrying him out during the chaos of everything else. But it's like if you know no better, you're not looking for that because they don't even like zoom in to show you. But you know, yeah. I mean, just oh. on that note, right? That, that Jonathan Majors, like, I, I, there was an article this week that was saying. Before his performance in Loki, he, Kang wasn't supposed to be such a big part of Phase Six. But then he was so good in Loki, and then in Ant Man and the Wasp that they were like, "Yeah, this guy's great." And then now all that's you know messed up by the actor. <laughs> so it's like maybe you know maybe they can go back to whatever their original plans for Phase Six were that weren't so Kang heavy. But like, well, are they too far down the road? Are they kind of stuck, yeah. obligated? You know. I mean, I I just think. If we can't bring Jonathan Majors back, and I mean his reputation right now is in shambles, I mean I, you know, obviously you you want whatever. If he's guilty, he's guilty. If he's innocent, which I don't think he is at this point, just based on all the evidence. But if somehow by the grace of God he's innocent, you know, I'd love to bring him back. Obviously, I think he is a great Kang. Um, but yeah, it's, I feel like at this point it should be either Jonathan Majors as Kang or nothing at all. Like they could just say Kang's story somehow ended, you know. Kang went back to his whole planet thing. And pull him out of the. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just I don't I just don't I don't think the recasting of Kang, even though he's a character that would make the most sense to recast, I don't think the recasting of Kang will work the way we want it to. I think it's just going to just exemplify the fact that we don't have Jonathan Majors anymore, who did great. Um, but you know, is a horrible person in theory. Not we don't know anything, so you don't want to say any definites. Uh, in theory, could be a bad person. Um, so it would just further exemplify some more suck if he gets changed up. Mm. I think just define d- a new villain, or just don't have a big bad for a little bit. Make the story not involve a big bad. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta. They've they've already set the precedent that you always have to be building towards the big bad at the end of the phase and you bring everybody together. That's just, I know that's yeah. what everybody wants and expects. Well, I've been saying to this too. I've been talking about this with my friends, you know, after Kang, Wait, you have friends theory, other than the three of us, than the two of us. That's not okay. Fair. I've been looking in the mirror at myself and talking, <laughs> um, after Kang and in theory, Galactus, whenever we get around to that, we don't really have any big bad villains left for this grand scale for Marvel. Like, there are villains, yes, there's plenty of villains left, but no one, I feel like, to the scale of Kang, Thanos, Galactus, like, that's not really, they don't have a whole lot of those left. So, I would, I don't know what the plan is, because I honestly think, I was talking about this too, in retrospect, in my mind, I feel like Marvel went too fast with the whole process of starting the movies, doing Avengers, adding more people, doing another Avengers movie. Like, I feel like that process was really quick and they keep throwing new stuff and keep turning and turning and turning. And we're like two years away from the only Marvel stuff we're going to have is like a Howard, the duck show as like our big name show. And like generic mutant number 15 and friends. I feel like at the rate we're going, I feel like we're running out of characters. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say that two years because they still have all of Fantastic Four, 
and Fair. their whole and their whole canon and all of X-Men to reboot. So I, guess, I mean like, that's they, they can I mean if they just build Fantastic Four and X-Men for a while and forget all these characters, they could spend several years developing Fantastic Four and X-Men films. I, I said two years, but I'm saying like it's I don't think they have a lot of time or a lot of material left. And I don't even think they'll I just I don't see them spending time like, all right, now this is going to be the Fantastic Four stuff and the X-Men stuff. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I, I they've kind of sucked as of late Marvel. I feel like outside of a couple things that I've enjoyed. So, I mean, I, maybe it's just my lack of faith. <laughs> I wouldn't say they've sucked. I was saying that that they hit a peak. They have. And now they are off of that peak. Right. I, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's you built for a decade to Avengers Endgame. Everything after that can't be as good as that, right? No, yeah. And maybe they will build to something that. else that maybe I the just, next peak yeah. is higher than Endgame. It would be difficult for them to ever achieve what they achieved with Endgame again. Yeah. Because you'll, you yeah. won't have the newness. You won't have, you know, it's, it, you're following a pattern that they built with up to Endgame and yeah. everything else will be derivative of that. It'll hard to ever well, it's, get that again. It's, it's Force Awakens. It's Force Awakens. Right. And then we're going to Last Jedi, and then we're going to Rise of the Skywalker. Well, now we're going to get more Skywalker, more Jedi. I, I saw I saw a thing that said, does the Jedi, does the galaxy even want the Jedi? Lucasfilm boss teases big change in Ray's new Jedi Order movie. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Before we move on, Kev, any last words on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I mean... I like the wrap up of the characters. Yeah, really good, really good. Much more arcs. than I thought I was going to. Um, and I'm really interested to see. Now, clearly, we're not going to see Drax. We're not going to see one presumes. We're not going to see uh, Gamora. Um, I don't know about uh, Mantis. But I suspect not. Raccoon and Groot are not going anywhere because it's got to be the easiest money Bradley Cooper ever made, and Vin Diesel for that matter, even easier. And uh, and then lastly, the Chris Pratt question of will he or won't he return? I mean, I guess for now we're just going to have to wait and see. Did I like it as much as the previous two? I probably liked it on par, maybe a little better than the second one, but not better than the first one. You know, and then you have all the other appearances and things like that to, con- to take into consideration and so on and so forth. So I like the way that it wrapped up. I like the fact that they got oh, wow. them into their more comic accurate suits, you know. So and of course, already has bro, pardon me. And hot toys uh have already i think the i think the hasbro marvel legends i think are already in stores or hitting stores and then of course a year from now the hot toys i'm trying to think which ones have been solicited already groot rocket star lord they did a christmas version of mantis it's the first and probably only mantis that we're ever going to get they they teased Gamora, uh, not Gamora. They teased um, uh, Karen Gillan, Nebula. They teased Nebula in the shots with Star Lord, 
and no sign of another Gamora. So, you know, like I like the comic accurate suits. I even went through just a brief period where I was like, you know what? Those hot toys all standing together probably look really good. And then I thought to myself, nope, see, this is the process, Scott. <laughs> then I think to myself, now, wait a minute. What's going to happen when, when they come in and he sees the boxes and he says, Kev, Guardians of the Galaxy, not in any established wheelhouse. Then I have to go through that trauma, how he's traumatized by having to pick up boxes. And so it's like, it's almost not worth it. Plus the Marvel Legends will all come at one time from Big Bad Toy Store in one box. But there's only like six, so it's not even that many. And there'll be like a Build-A-Figure will be Baby Groot. <laughs> no, the Build-A-Figure is Cosmo. No, okay. I, I was making a joke because they're going to go smaller and smaller. Hey, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. That was something I didn't realize Cosmo was a girl dog. She wasn't. They gender flipped her. They oh, okay. All right. No, I mean, it's, it's, that's it's fine. so small. It doesn't like, matter at all. Matter. But I mean, yeah, I was just, I, that was like, oh, okay. Um, I, and I, I do want to say this. I thought of it while you, were, while you were talking about it. This movie visually blew me away. It looked so good. The colors, the, the, the planets. I mean, it was beautifully shot. It looked, yeah. the CGI looked good. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. It, it reminds me because when I think of this, I I thought about also like a- the last Ant Man movie and how it looked. Ant Man felt like generically spacey to me. This felt like a space movie. Yes, like like this felt and looked more realistically space. And I understand that wasn't a space movie per se, but like I felt like it was trying to fit that sci fi genre of things. Oh yeah, and was inner space, inner yeah. space. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, again, even that first scene with them in the in the five different color suits, you know, that just looked so nice. You know, it's just primary colors, very comic book. It just had the right feel. That was everything really was funny too. Yeah, yellow goes to green, red that goes was, to blue, yeah, and that was so funny. <laughs> and then like Drax is like something like, like it seems intuitive or something like that, and I was just, that is hysterical. Yes. But yeah. that, uh, yeah, no, that, no, I agree with you. Visually, it was, it was really, really great looking. I also like that they slipped Howard the Duck in again, mm-hmm. and that little guy who Star Lord sells the the orb to mm-hmm. in the first movie. Yep, I noticed yes. that. He was there. And there was a couple other little, just sort of background people that were familiar. So Yandu, Yandu scene for like half a second. That was yeah, nice. that yeah. was good. That was, was a nice. good, uh, a good payoff to get to see rucker back you know right yeah it, again, it, michael rucker michael rucker yeah. yeah i thought you said rucker like R- rucker howard rucker i was like ah, that's not who played oh him. let's see those two together michael rucker and rucker howard together in a, in a buddy cop movie dead, isn't he? i think he died you're right i do think he's dead um all right let's do one more uh major uh genre film indiana jones and the dial of destiny Getting destroyed all the way down to zero for the critics. Yeah, I had horrible things. Lowest rated movie in franchise history. Yeah, said makes Crystal Skull look like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, that is not good because Crystal Skull was not good. No, was not. You know, but all they. In fairness to at least a couple of reviews I've read. They say in the they're saying the basic same thing, which is kind of like it's over, but it it hits the points, and by points I mean Nazis. <laughs> like it it's it's Harrison Ford punching out Nazis all over the place, which is like I mean that's worth it, isn't it? That's isn't that kind of the 
you know, the thrust of the thing. Yeah. Um, and on the Indiana Jones front, we should say also, I think it's already happened now, but the full catalog of Indiana Jones uh, now available on Disney Plus or soon to be available on Disney Plus, including the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but they're not saying which version they're doing. If they're putting the episodes up or if they're putting, they condense them somehow into movies or something at some point, I guess. And there, there, there's confusion as to what what version they're going to put up, what of that material they're going to put up. Because one is guessing it's not going to be all of it, but we also don't know. So, Because I'm pretty sure in there, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he has a daughter in that show. I think they may have, that may be the part they remove, but I honestly, I don't remember when it's really, really old indie. I think, I think it's his daughter. If it's his niece, well, that doesn't really work either because we, we now will have a niece. So not a niece, really a goddaughter. So, you know, like it's, I don't know. I don't know how they want to handle, how they're going to handle that, that canon, but apparently it's being included. So. Yeah. The um, yeah, a lot of the articles are also saying that just they're everybody's tired of seeing de-aged uh celebrities. You know, just it just doesn't work because, <laughs> like you said, sandwich. It's it's a seventy-year-old man fighting like a seventy-year-old man, but he looks like a thirty-five-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. Rob, I I haven't seen the Harrison the Harrison Ford de-aged, but I I I will never forget Robert age down Robert De Niro slow man shuffle walking up to a dude to kick his ass. <laughs> Oh, in the Irishman, and the Irishman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, I agree with that. Right, and but he did yes. get an honorary Palm d'Or at the uh, Cannes Film Festival. So you know, everybody loves Harrison Ford. You know, I, I mean, we're just we're bookending the the movies, right? So, sometimes, well, the 80s. sometimes, sometimes these continuations don't work, but it's still fan service. And sometimes when they do work, it's really great fan service. So at the very least. Hey, you get to see Indiana Jones one more time. It's not as good as the first one, but you know it is what it is. It's we're he's, he's at the point the, in his life when he's going to get all kinds of special honor awards because you know. I mean, let's be honest; he's eighty six or whatever he is. You know, with all due respect to Harrison Ford, he's no spring chicken, but right. yet he's moving on. He's doing that TV show, the Yellowstone prequel, and he's he's entering the Marvel Universe as Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. I don't know. Again, we'll I'm, I'm wondering if that's real quick, and he's Red Hulk right away, and then he doesn't have to work anymore because they use a different voice for Red Hulk, and then they're all done. They just, I, they just transitioned think, real quick I, from I William Hurt to Red Hulk. the reason to bring in anyone to replace, um, I forget his name, I feel horrible. William Hurt, John Hurt, William. William. John Hurt, William Hurt, someone Hurt. I William, think it's, it's last William time. Hurt. John Hurt was the guy from Aliens. Ah, so or Alien, and also he played the president in V for Vendetta. He is also dead. Uh, yes. He also did the voice of Hazel in the animated classic non children's movie Watership Down. Jeez. <laughs> Anywho, um. I think the only reason to bring in Harrison Ford for the role is just to make Red Hulk happen. 
is to have someone who can stand there and be Red Hulk so we can move on with life. But the point of Red Hulk also kind of doesn't make sense because Thunderbolt Ross became Red Hulk to fight Hulk and he's going to fight Hulk now that Hulk has a man bun and hangs out in diners taking selfies. It kind of defeats the purpose of Red Hulk. He doesn't have a man bun. No, His but you know, has the man bun. Yes, my apologies. Okay, now they're hanging out at family barbecues and introducing themselves to each other to people. I don't see the point of Red Hulk anymore, honestly. But you can, but you can still. It may be to take out the Hulk. Yeah, but the Hulk's like World War Hulk. Clean now. No, it's well. That's what I mean. The point of him might be to you know, like if I Hulk mean, goes bad suddenly, it would just be weird. No, or go they, dead is the point I'm making. You, but that, that that doesn't work though. That wouldn't what? make sense. They they can up the sun by bringing him in. They could up. They uh, they are they already up the Lovani or Movani, whatever her name is. She Hulk. They could up her. She, she, she Avengers. Yeah, no, but they can just do that already. They can just say Hulk retires, and then the sun signs on. I don't think they need to kill the Hulk to do that. They've already how killed re- the Hulk. How do you retire? How do you retire? The the world is being attacked. How do you retire if you're a superhero? They can they can do some dumb thing like they've done before with Bruce Banner. Where they're like, oh, the gamma radiation lost his left his body. Now he can't turn into Hulk anymore. It's gone forever. What if? But what you... if he gets beaten so badly by the Red Hulk that he gets amnesia and wakes up as Joe Fixit? Isn't that how we get Joe Fixit? I would no. love for Joe Fixit to exist, but it would be so bad in the MCU. Disney I know plus, it. Disney plus Joe Fixit. I know it. I know it. it listen, I, I'll take a what if episode because I feel like that'd be fine because I feel like that's the only way they could do it half justice just because I think if they try to do it in regular MCU, it's going to look and feel horrible Um, because there's no precedent for it either. Like they really didn't go into the fact that, you know, Bruce Banner is uh, mentally unstable and has split personality disorder, which manifests into different Hulks with his superpowers. They really didn't go into that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, just let, let them do a future story. Let it be Maestro. Maestro would be cool. So let, let me ask you this, though. I know Joe Fixit looks different, right? He's smaller. Isn't he also gray? Smaller, weaker. He's, and is gray. He more, he's, he's gray. So. Couldn't they also say that his voice sounds different and then not have to pay Ruffalo and make Oh yeah, they Joe can, they can just like, get a new guy. They could just get a new for Joe fix it, right? Like that way Ruffalo hasn't doesn't have to, still when he gets turned back into regular Green Hulk, you yeah, know, they Bradley can Cooper. <laughs> just get Bradley Cooper to do it. He's gonna voice I mean, all of the uh CGI. So the the so it would just wouldn't Big make Diesel. sense as of right now in MCU. Just because like I said, they haven't established any reason for him to have another personality. Right. You know, so in right now it would make sense. And maybe they just throw it in. Because it's not like they in theory don't establish that he's a messed up childhood that traumatized him, you know. Yeah. Again, I don't <laughs> know enough about the character, but I am just picturing, you know, whatever you you know, whatever fight you see between Hulk and Red Hulk that we think kills the Hulk obviously doesn't kill him and you see him transform into Joe Fixit and wake up with amnesia just thinking he's Joe Joe Fixit, right? And then and, and I think the discovered I think the by some by, by some Las Vegas mafia guy, right? Isn't that what isn't that what he does? Like as Joe Fixit? He's a bouncer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I anyway. think more likely the scenario is 
that they kill or depower deep depower Ruffalo and they push the kid up. Yeah. They push She Hulk up or both. Yeah. Right, because they gotta move on. They gotta move on in the MCU. All right. Let's move on to one last thing. This has been uh, specifically requested on the Discord is for Kev's comments on the Hellboy, the Crooked Man, which is wrapped production and has Mike Mignola's approval. Who cares? Mike Mignola approved of the last one. So do the bit. I don't even know who's playing him this time. Do the bit. Everybody wants to hear you do the Mike Mignola voice. Well, who's playing him last? Who play? Who's playing him this time? Oh, I don't this know. Let me look it up. I don't know. The last one was so bad, and I feel bad for David Harbour because I bet he was really like, yes, you know, like this is my, this is my dude. Like I can make this guy, and so and anybody trying to follow Ron Perlman in that row is going to be so. It, it's like Brandon Routh. You know, we all remember how great Brandon Routh was as Superman, he, he, right? He looked good. The script was just terrible. Yeah, the script was terrible, and the idea of getting a Christopher Reeve lookalike was stupid. So, the only thing I could find so far is this guy, Jack Kessie? Casey? Might be the Hellboy, I think. It's rap production. It must have a page, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's Jack. Yeah, Kessie. What has he been in? Um, has anyone ever heard of him? He was in Deadpool two as Black Tom Cassidy. Okay, I vaguely remember Black Tom Cassidy. What else he got? Um, he was also in the uh. Uh, not much. Yeah, not much. Uh, a couple TV shows. Oh no. He was in the Baywatch film. Nice. Of course, he was as Leon. Um, what else? Oh, right, here? Leon. How could we forget the character <laughs> of Leon? Yes. Yeah, I can't find much about this guy. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? You know, it's, oh, it has Mike Mignola's approval. Well, he approved of the last one. So if that's the ringing endorsement, I'll pass. You know, it doesn't have Ron Perlman in it. It doesn't have, it's not directed by Guillermo del Toro. I, you know, I told you, I think I said that I broke down. I watched the David Harbour one. It was terrible. It wasn't good. It was so bad, especially in comparison. Like, why on earth wouldn't stupid puppet Mignola, Muppet Mignola, why would he not just work with Guillermo or whatever the the issuer situation? Why didn't he just get that shit solved and then make that third movie? And then we wouldn't be having this discussion now. It'd probably be over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's, right. let's just keep rebooting our superheroes until it hits. That's right. Although I, I wouldn't mind a reboot of a bunch of things. They're rebooting DC anyways. Why not reboot Hellboy? What else has failed recently? Um, What was that Jupiter one on Netflix? <laughs> oh, that was a colossal. Oh, that was Jupiter awful. Rising. Reboot that one. Let's finish Umbrella Academy. Wait like 10 years. Do that again. Um, 
Quick, if you know something else needs to be rebooted, call the GVM line, 201-730-2547. Geeks of TNG, TNG is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> reboot Geek Stuff TNG again. Geek Stuff TNG, the reboot reboot. What the fuck is a reboot? Geek Stuff, T- Geek Stuff TNG is the, is the Brandon Routh of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. <laughs> Looks kind of like it, but it's not the same, is it? It's got similar elements. Yeah. But it's way less production value. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of production value, how about a Flamin' Hot uh, movie? A movie about the creation of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. That's so fucking niche. And- yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I saw. I think I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. And I was like, who? Why? Where? You know those kids love their flaming hot Cheetos. Flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, but the Parm Chris movie, you're going to be first in line for that. I'm going to star in it. <laughs> you know him Kev, from Geek Stuff TNG. Out, by the way, I'm Parm out Crisp of Parm Crisps. I'm they don't out sell of Parm on the Crisp. island anymore, right? No, they don't. No, I don't think. I don't think. Um, I don't think Costco is carrying them anymore. Oh, brutal. So I don't know, and they're way too expensive. I don't like to get online or anything, so I've right. been trying to figure out substitute. Let's, we're, let's, I'll, we're, gonna just, we're gonna work on having a pallet of Parm Crisps sent yeah. to Big Kev's house. I'll, I'll get the I'll get the Parm Crisps ad back in the heavy rotation on Geeks Up TNG, so we can uh, see if we can get some payola from the Parm Crisp folks. Oh yeah, shipped, yeah, shipped to Hawaii. Parm Crisps come in five flavors, time. all of which I will name now. All right, Parm <laughs> Crisps. All right, it's time to wrap it up. Anything? Anybody got anything else? It's that time of the night. We wrap up the show. It's D and D. Don't do that. How do you think we should end it? What? Um, quick, social media. Kev, where are you? Uh, you can find me uh, right after this show playing. Fortnite under the name Big Kev GS with my best buddy Sandwich who has promised me for a month that he will play with me and has yet to do it. Even reloaded the game back into his system so that he could play it with me. Still hasn't played it with me but has played it with other people. Also, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Mr. Scott? Oh, I am uh, Pi-Day Scott, P-I-D-A-Y-S-C-O-T-T on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And with that, Big Kev? Uh, Oh, and with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 722, the one we called Monkey King Fever Dream to a close, the way we end some shows by saying Good night, Jim Brown. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, from Parts Unknown, and your Geek Stuff TNG Champion, The Crash 
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>